take them and put them in my glove box. I fucking hate it when you don't have a straw on the road. Welcome back to Keeping It Gully. (laughs) 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 Keeping it gully. Playa, keeping it gully. Seriously, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Pashcraft Cinema. You are seeing us under a month from our last one. You're welcome. This week, well, I don't know. Maybe you need to catch up. We ruined my childhood a few episodes ago. Check that out. Uh, Polar Bear King. Classic. Damn that polar bear. So this week, Trey decided to (laughs) offer up on the altar of childhood memories the penguin and the pebble. Pebble Pebble and the penguin. Oh, gosh. I'm already failing. (laughs) I'm not going to say your childhood was worse than mine. I'd say we're on a par of weirdness. <laughs> Just two weird kids. But I'm Rachel, always joined by Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Seriously. All right. Seriously. We're going to have some fun tonight. Seriously, <laughs> as soon as I can find a studio for under $400, he's getting out of here. He's <laughs> Getting out of here. I just, I just became possessed by the dude with the, with the blonde tips from You Got Served. Yo, you just got served. I'm pretty sure that's any guy with blonde tips from the '90s. Yeah, that tracks. He's wearing one of those giant ball necklaces. Ooh. Or a puka shell. Puka shell. It's got hemp around the it. Hemp. Huh? Yeah, it's got hemp. And we're going to welcome back our only guest, friend of the show. So far. The best guest. I don't care who else we get on here. Trey's the best. Welcome back, Trey. Hey, thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Also, thank you for letting me share this piece of my childhood with um, with you. So yeah, no, thank you have, to opening up and, and giving this just piece explain. of... I've never even heard of this film, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for exposing yourself in such a way that makes me question, like, what the fuck is up with Trey? We should also mention that this is one of the uh, one of or maybe the first movie that we've um, covered that is uh, safe enough for our son to watch. So we actually watched this all together, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped paying attention and started playing tic-tac-toe. Take that, Trey's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through this. What was this movie for adorable little tiny Trey? Well, it's so funny. I didn't want to say this before, but this is the first time that I've seen this movie since I saw it for the first time in theaters. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> However, it has a special place in my heart and my mother's heart because it's become this running gag between us. <laughs> Every few, few years, she'll just say like, Oh, I can't believe I had to go see that damn Pebble and the Penguin. And it just, it'll just come out of nowhere. We won't be talking about anything animated, anything Penguin related, anything Pebble related. It'll just, it'll just like pop up out of nowhere and I'll just like start laughing hysterically. I just want you to know, then, I'm going to mom translate this for you. Mm-hmm. She is still disappointed <laughs> that you made her, made her waste her money on this movie. That's the thing. Okay, just to give you a little background, you know, <laughs> my mom took me and my brother to see all kinds of animated movies. She took me to, to see, uh, she took me to Chuck E. Cheese. She came to all of my recitals and gave me a standing ovation for squawking out hot cross buns on a recorder, probably. Like, she, I said all that to say she she's used to doing all of the unfun parent stuff that you have to do because you love your kid. And yet, 
somehow watching this particular movie <laughs> broke her in a way that I probably will never be able to fully realize or apologize for. It's the first time you ever truly disappointed her. <laughs> just like she went to war and came back broken. She's got she's got like a thousand yard stare now, just thinking about thinking about that emerald. She tries to think before the movie and what a beautiful sparkle you were in her life and you dimmed it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. <laughs> That deep kind of psychological pain seems like good podcast content. So, uh, <laughs> why not? Now, uh, I am without child. I don't even have a house plant. But. Well, I mean, those are worthless. Oh. I also agree. <laughs> it's just going to be a constant reminder of how you can't keep something else alive. You don't need that in your life. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> Um, but you, uh, you both have, uh, progeny. We got the one. Yeah. Unsolicited advice, zero to one. That's all you need. So you're already on the right track. (laughs) All your advice is unsolicited. (laughs) Just because I scream it at passersby doesn't mean it's unsolicited. If you glance in my direction, you want my advice. (laughs) Word. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I imagine you have some experience sitting through some sort of entertainment that um, has, I don't know, hurt you. We we watched Yo Gabba Gabba in the early days. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yo Gabba Gabba is kind of cool. Was it? They have good songs. They did have Ethan. Uh, Ethan. Uh, Elijah, There's a party Elijah in my tummy. So, <laughs> so yummy. yummy. So, so yummy. yummy. I dressed up as DJ Lance for yes, Halloween. Yes, you did. <laughs> Oh no! Me and him go way back, so don't you dare. You keep his the name out of your did, mouth. The Roots did a great song on there about how they love their family. So, um, I can't think of any movie that I walked out of and was like, "God damn!" Oh no, I do. Uh, I remember um, Planes. The is that a Pixar joint? It's, it's the, the Cars um, from the yeah, the Cars people. Mm-hmm. The Cars people made Planes, and holy crap, I went to go see Planes, and it was. So bad. But just to like give contrast and let you know, like we also went to go see Sing, and mm-hmm. as stupid as Sing kind of is in a way, there were multiple occasions when I cried because <laughs> the songs were so beautiful and very touching. And like like when was it Johnny? Johnny was the gorilla. Like when mm-hmm. him and his dad were su- like, I lost it, man. It was. God, it, you are such a it, nerd. It, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas looks over like, are you crying? No! (laughs) Josh runs from the movie theater, tears streaming behind him like an anime movie. He doesn't say anything. He just, he just, he just gets several seats away from me and sits down, (laughs) pretends like he doesn't know me. So I don't know, without dissecting this movie, I would posit that most animated features are probably made to turn a profit in some way so i thought you know let's examine this one uh see if they were trying to turn this into a franchise or just really like get the people in the seats or what was the whole deal because now that i've watched again i need someone to help me to understand have you thought about paying your mom back for the money you wasted i I mean i you can't give her back the time you stole from her (laughs) just years Years of her life. Yeah. It still haunts her to this day. 
She's a shell of a woman. <laughs> She's in the kitchen making herself a drink and then just flashes through her brain. <laughs> An overwhelming urge to hit you comes over her. And she has like, no, she, fight it. She, she puts the knife back while her hand's shaking. Oh, I still love him. He's still my son. I love you, Mom. <laughs> so, this movie was um, done by the Don Bluth. Uh, was yeah. it the Don Bluth Company? Or it was a production company that he had. Yes. And so, is this Pebble Penguin thing real? Does this subset of penguins actually give their mates pebbles? Or is that all just fake? I believe so. I think that that is real. That's kind of cute. So, this is the most romantic premise of all time that happens in nature for reals they keep reminding you how romantic it is in case you forgot yeah. during the movie that word gets dropped a lot <laughs> yeah it does you're such a romantic what well is if he? he is then you wouldn't have to keep saying it so this this don bluth guy um he's pretty prolific in animation uh he directed titan ae no, anastasia like thumbelina rockadoodle all Dogs Go to Heaven, The Land Before Time, An American Tale. An American Tale, The Bible. Secret of Nymph, which scared oh. the hell out of me when I was a kid. Dude, okay, The Secret of Nymph, that makes sense because in one part of this movie, I was really getting Secret of the Nymph vibes. Um, but it's like this movie couldn't find itself. Mm. It had too many other people's vibes. Mm. So I have read that... You really can judge a person by where they know Tim Curry, mm -hmm. who is in this movie. So, what's your first Tim Curry? Probably Clue. I probably saw Clue before anything else. Nice. Rocky Horror. Nice. Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone 2, oh, Lost yeah. in New York, you yeah. mean. Yeah. Very good, very good. <laughs> Back when Donald Trump was doing what he was fucking supposed to be doing. <laughs> Making cameos? And... <laughs> no, not, no. Um... <laughs> Uh, finding lost kids in New York and just walking away like, oh, you got it. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Sorry, kid. I'd love to help you, but I gotta go piss on a hookah. <laughs> so Don Bluth. Not a character from Arrested Development. He is, uh, as Trey said, a prolific animator. Started started with Disney, right? Back in the day. But why has he gone down to this... this mm. Because well, the Nymph's really good. And, yeah, yeah, considering all of his Land Before Time is huge. You know what he worked on? Which is a Land Before Time is a movie that convinced me that leaves could be fucking delicious. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right. The tree stars. Yes. I want to be some tree stars. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eat they were all like dewy and and just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and like an oak leaf looks similar-ish to a tree star. And there are so many occasions where I thought, like, why well, should just eat this? <laughs> they made it look like manna from heaven. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I had a this salad was today. like Lambert bread. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Do you know what else that Don Bluth did? He did one of my favorite Disney animated films of all time. He did the 1970s Robin Hood, where Robin Hood was a fox. Oh, I actually, yeah. yeah. And it had, like, Baloo as Little John, and, yeah. I actually really like that one, it too. It was awesome. The movie was amazing. That was, like, really my, good. that's still, to this day, my favorite Robin Hood. I think it's the best. Like, that and Carrie Elwes as Robin Hood Men in Tights. They're the two best Robin Hoods. Well, do you know why the Men in Tights is the best one, right? Because, why? 
Because he actually has a British accent. Because he's for real British. <laughs> I think that's a joke in the movie. It is, actually. Yeah. They have an authentic British accent. Also, and this movie affirms the truth. That's right, folks. All it takes is a shiny rock and she will marry you. <laughs> that's it. That's all you need. Cue the De Beers music. The silhouettes. <laughs> Kay Jewelers. She'll pretty much have to. <laughs> Every kiss begins with blood diamonds. <laughs> Ooh, thanks. The girls, the penguin girls. Weird, right? I have a problem with them from a design standpoint. Yes! Because it looks like they're all wearing pencil skirts or something. Right. Like mermaid cut dresses. Actually, they they look kind of like mermaids, because I don't know if you remember when they were on the rock, like having girl chat. Their, their little mm-hmm. half like draped across rocks. And I was like, oh, they're supposed to be mermaids. They it's still weird. look ugly. It's weird to see a penguin with an hourglass figure. Yeah. And yeah. human teeth. Yeah, that part is super weird. Didn't love that. Mm-mm. Can we get, can I jump straight to Drake? Because oh, Tim uh, Curry's character of Drake. Uh, a quote directly from our kid. He looks weird for a penguin. <laughs> you know what? This ain't no damn penguin. That's a roided out pigeon if I ever saw one. Ain't no penguin. Maybe that's why he's in disguise. He's he somehow like got lost. Why is he's he wearing from Manhattan? A, why is he wearing a cape? And like those he, the way his legs look, he's kind of wearing it looks like he's wearing those drop crotch pants. I was like this is kind of a look. He's like, he's, he's like a Dorito with two little spaghetti legs. Yeah. But a penguin. Yeah. It's so weird. Voiced by the iconic uh, Tim Curry, who did a serviceable job. I know this was early-ish in his career, but... Who, Tim Curry? Mm-hmm. 95? 95 was nowhere near early in his career. He started pretty late, didn't he? Tim Curry? Yeah. No. Who am I thinking? I mean, he was, late. he was doing stuff in what, like the 70s and 80s? Was he? Surely by the 80s. Clue. Clue was in the 80s. Was it? All right, that's it. Okay. Look it up. <laughs> okay, Tim Curry, 1975, Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, oh, fine. You right. win. Go, internet. Yeah, you don't win. The internet wins. Mm. I didn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> My question is why couldn't. Hubie give his lady interest just any fucking rock. Just any random nice rock. I mean, she was going to say yes either way, but it's like, it was a weird thing with his character. It's like, no, but it's got to be. Oh, wait, before we get, what about, you You made a comment early on because Martin Short plays Hubie. Martin, you mean Jiminy Glick? Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's using his Jiminy uh-huh. Glick voice. He's doing Jiminy Glick. Yeah. So, so tell me, so tell me, oh, oh, do you think, ah, uh, never mind. And he like stutters a lot. It's very, it's very Jiminy What Glick. is it about this Marina? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Mar- Marina. Marina. As in where you put boats. Jeez. <laughs> Voiced by the woman who doesn't talk on Orange is the New Black. The mute woman. Well, I guess she's not mute, she just doesn't talk. Right. But what... What is it about this female penguin character that is at all alluring, other than how she looks? Well, according to the narrator, she's the most beautiful of all the penguins. Whatever that means. (laughs) Even though she has absolutely no personality whatsoever. None. 
All she's got is she's pretty. I get mm-hmm. they really sexualize these penguins and it's nasty. Yeah. Hey baby, it was the swing of nineties. All right. You got your Pocahontas. You got your Lion King. There was all kinds of hidden sex messages. You saw that episode of Dateline. Seriously, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what about that crappy song where, or not song? He's saying when Hubie says, "Starlight, star bright." Did you guys ever do that? Yes, sure did. Yeah, a whole I'm, lot. I'm that lame. Yeah. So, what'd you wish for? True love. Now it won't come true. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much born out. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish for rocket wings. <laughs> Josh wished for a friend. <laughs> it still hasn't happened. Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting about Drake, the antagonist, is that he's like, I want to be with Marina because she's the most beautiful and together we will have the most attractive and strong babies. And I was like, oh. So this is actually how nature works. Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. biologically, like, that is correct. Honestly, he's just the mouthpiece of his, his genes. Yeah. You know, his genes are saying that same thing. Well, she's the hottest. I just want to read Better. a lyric Better from the there. first Hubie song that he sings to Marina. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> One of many classic tracks, if I may, supervised by Barry Manilow, mm-hmm. who supervised the score for this wonderful film. Go on. Sometimes I wonder what the colors mean. What? (laughs) That whole song was sort of like if you've ever been sober and you're talking to a friend that's high and they're going on and on for hours about like if the color blue that they see is the color blue that you see and how are you supposed to know? But she is sucking it all up. She's just so like, into oh, it. Oh, tell me more. I really like this. When did Pocahontas come out? Because I feel like they saw that and they're like, yeah, paint with all the colors of the wind, but you know. Nothing. Pocahontas was the same year. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, but they were like, you know, like that, but not as good. Yeah. During this song, Hubie actually forgets what he's singing about. Like he's singing it at mm-hmm. one point. He's just like, wait. What was I talking about? Oh, yes. My love for you, colors of stars and the moon. And it's just so stupid. But she seems to like him because he's a deep, abstract thinker. I mean, I guess compared to Drake, he is. Yeah. Who's staring in a mirror that's made out of ice at one point. Well, he's a real attractive, like, Jerry Maguire-sized penguin. No, wait. Who's the baseball player? Mark Maguire. That's it. Yeah, he's got a chest butt, first of all. Yeah. His chest is so <laughs> massive it makes a butt. I have never that phrase. He's got chest a, butt. He's got a chest butt. Chest butt. Chest butt. <laughs> he got picked on in school. But you know what? He just embraced it. And he drank six raw eggs a day. And it's really like... like I mean, we've seen this character so much. We've seen, like, Gaston. Um, That's exactly the note I wrote, Gaston. Uh, B- Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I, I, mostly Gaston. He's yeah. definitely, they're stealing it from He's Gaston. He's a real macho, macho man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be a macho man. Um, so when Hubie does his star bright wish, mm-hmm. he wishes for the best pebble for Marina. And then the because he's an idiot, he should have been asking for like a million penguin dollars. 
So they can be rich. Oh, a million wishes. <laughs> you can't cheat like that. It knows. <laughs> well, then the dang star falls out of the sky. <laughs> the dang star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it becomes this perfect pebble for him. And seriously, not to nitpick, but wouldn't the pebble be extremely hot if uh-huh. it just fell from the sky didn't down even to earth? The snow. Didn't even, yeah, didn't even melt any snow. And it was perfectly square. And is it like a crystal ball as well? Oh, because he can see stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, he can see stuff also, in it. Also, it's got well, rounded corners so he doesn't poke his eye out. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing. It's got those magical qualities that they only use that one time, and that does not come up ever again in the movie. I tell it doesn't even move the plot along at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then, um, scary ugly penguin comes out of nowhere. There's a lot of that. A lot of these like, hey, this is happening now. Accept it. What you want to know why mm-hmm. or how this came to be? No. No. Yeah, the the blocking is really off. It is, but he comes out of nowhere and goes, "Say, nerd." (laughs) (laughs) It took two people to write this thing, (laughs) and at no point did one of the writers look up at the other one and go, "We should just put this in a fire, right?" (laughs) What's weird is the stone glows green, and I can only as I was watching it, I, I was thinking like, well. It's probably just residual radiation from uh-huh. from the you know from the space. I thought exactly. it was a weird choice. Quickly killing him. <laughs> I thought it was a weird choice of the color of green, because it's Disney evil green. Yeah, yeah, it was the evil green. So at first I was just like, ah, so that bad things happening. It's when, cursed. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. Just like that's confusing. It just sticks out so much because of the. The backgrounds, the ice, nothing else in that movie is that color, so that's how you're supposed to know that it's special. Hmm. Wouldn't making it purple do the same? Or red. I mean, the the background was basically blue because of all the ice, so why not right. red? Well, they do flash red randomly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there are moments where everything just turns red for a minute and then turns back. Yeah. <laughs> and then... He dangles Hubie over a cliff saying, I hope you can swim. I hope you can swim. Just more proof that he's actually a pigeon from Manhattan. (laughs) Ah, I'm going to do this. Birds hate this. They hate water. Actually, I don't think you ever see him swim in the movie. Oh my God, you guys are so on to something. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, so yeah. This is bigger than all of us. So, Hubie drops into the water, and he gets swept away by a tide uh, onto a floating piece of ice, mm-hmm. and the ice just kind of keeps floating, and he just floats away completely. He goes, he goes to sleep immediately. Like, he's on the ice for <laughs> yeah. three minutes, and he's just like, well, better tuck in. <laughs> Me and Mama Marina's like, no, don't go. And he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm napping with this stone for you, boo. <laughs> No, but he doesn't get back in the water because the leopard seal is in the water. and He, he thinks. He thinks. And he's yeah. like, if he gets back in the water, he will die. I feel like at this point in the movie, your mom was just like, flicking eat him already! <laughs> I want to go home! God, I know I was. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh, let me just say, as a, a protagonist, pretty, pretty, pretty dumb. He's dopey. He is, like, overly saccharine his cartoon design is like really 
soft and jowly in a way that's supposed to be endearing, but actually just makes me want to like punch it in the face. <laughs> he stammers over all of his words. But he he's only just a real sad sack. But he only stammers when it benefits him. Oh, yeah. when it, when he wants when it when it's supposed to be that you you think that the other character in the scene is supposed to be, feel bad for him oh. is when he stammers. He's so manipulative. Yes. He's oh, like we'll a, get there. He is a shit little penguin. <laughs> also, his catchphrase is "Goodness Glaciers." <laughs> <laughs> so after hearing that for the first time, I was like, "How? My mother's a saint." <laughs> <laughs> what? Because she didn't get up and leave you there? Like, no. Nope. <laughs> she could have. I was enraptured. I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> Or was it like for for weeks after that you just get like, uh, hey Trey, here's some ice cream. Goodness glaciers! <laughs> <laughs> she just she had to just stand there and keep offering you the ice cream and not throw it down in disgust. I don't think she retained any of this movie. Only the torment. <laughs> so. so really, for weeks after, all Trey noticed was like he could feel something in the back of his neck, and it was yeah. really just his mom staring at him, just like. Something had changed. <laughs> she spent a lot of time just in a chair looking out the window. <laughs> Trying to remember her life pre-Penguin movie. <laughs> the joy she used to have in her heart. <laughs> when Christmas rolled around that year, she took all the penguin decorations and threw them away. <laughs> her former life ran through her mind like a Kodachrome film. <laughs> No, this is good. I deserve this. I, I, I need to hear all of it. Don't, don't, don't stop. So how did he? Uh, how did our intrepid hero end up on the the good ship misery? Oh, it's not shown. Yeah, you want to know what? How you don't deserve to know? Apparently. <laughs> oh, well, that's why I didn't remember. <laughs> like he wakes up and all. That's where he is, right? Here's a question, a genuine question. Sure. I don't even think this is nitpicky on my part. These people set out to capture different penguins, yet didn't bother to bring any cages. Like, some of them are in pots. One of them is in an old cannon. One of them, I shit you not, is in a picture frame with string across the front. What? (laughs) That's a a sailor's life. That's a sailor's life. Yeah, sorry, your majesty. We didn't have time to pop down to Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Just improvise what they had. Yeah. You know, this penguin will fit inside an old diver's uh, suit head. <laughs> Let's make it happen. It's whimsical. It's whimsical. I get that's what they're trying to go for, but it just looks stupid. <laughs> so Hubie ends up in this, I don't know, they trapped a bunch of penguins down there, and they're all really, really sad and really drunk. Well, not all of them are really sad. A few of them made... Uh, the kid asked the question, why are they so happy to be in jail? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because they, they were like, welcome to the good ship, misery. <laughs> hey. And then Hubie immediately started saying stuff like, I got to get back to my girl. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. come on. You know, she's down for it, man. Like, she was giving they them all the signals. They talked one time. All the signals. <laughs> I, in the words of Benicio del Toro from um, from Fear and Loathing, it's true love, man. Eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all Hubie needed. 
Actually, that line that you said where he's like, I got to get back to my girl, that's when I stopped and thought, so you recognize that she already likes you, so it doesn't matter what kind of stupid rock you bring, she's going to accept you anyway. So what is this for? Yeah, what is this for? Thank you. (laughs) And the way that he, like, mishandles this precious, precious stone of his, like, throwing it around, dropping it all the time, like, dude, just come on. But it's still super precious, and it's like the most important. There's it, more. It's the same kind of plot device as like, oh no, my phone's dead. Like, no, you should have charged it. Like, stop throwing that rock around. Not to go back to the Neil Breen well. Wow. But it reminded Already? it reminded me a lot of Faithful Findings, oh because in Faithful Findings, Neil also has because it was a magical day, and he had the stone, and he had the stone with him when he got hit by the car. It was a magical Yeah, but stone. he doesn't just, like, throw it around and drop it randomly. No, he just takes it out of his pocket and looks at it sometimes. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But this was... Yes, the... there is. It <laughs> 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 is weird as shit. But this was the part of the movie that made, gave me, like, Secret of the Nim vibes mixed with Yellow Submarine. Oh. Mm. But it didn't... It do, it's not as cool as that sounds at all. Right. No, they sing a song about how they've got scurvy... And how they're all seasick, and you watch all this happen as it's intercut between shots of the boat, like, rocking back and forth and going up and down on waves, and it's really gross. Like, yeah, life on the ship is pretty sucky, but we like it because we're drunk somehow. Yeah. And they're going to a zoo, so they're excited about that? I don't know. Well, that that one... Penguin had the right idea. He was just like, ah, free food. I'll take it. You know. Yeah. Plus he was injured. He can't survive out right. in the wild. He's taken, he's just taken stock of his situation. Yeah. And he said, this is my best option, friend. See, I was actually was surprised when he didn't say, instead of saying, I'm in it for the free food, I'm surprised he didn't say, well, like my wing is all broken. So I have no other choice. But that, that would have added a layer of depth that this movie yeah. couldn't freaking begin to handle. Yeah. You don't have time for that with this with the plot going at breakneck speed. What forethought? (laughs) (laughs) And then Rocco the Rockhopper penguin comes to board. Um, Happy Feet. When did that, is that after this, right? Yes. Because that is the same. ten years. So that is the same breed of penguin from Happy Feet that is also all like sassy. Mm Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if somebody gleaned that from this beautiful piece of cinema i don't know it's hard to believe anything good came from a jim belushi performance <laughs> Wait, you shut your mouth jim belushi <laughs> was my favorite part in in this movie rocco the penguin he said everything the audience was thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're also, stupid what are you doing he had style he had flair he was rocking a a, a purple like neckerchief <laughs> His eyes were bloodshot all the time. All the it was time. like all the way aggro turned up to eleven. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And immediately, like he's trying to fight the people who are trying to take him to the zoo. He's like, "Let me out!" So this is where the dark side of Hubie shows up. He's trying to get Rocco to uh, like help him get back to his love. And Rocco, rightfully so, is like, "I don't care about any of that. What you're saying, you're <laughs> I, dumb. I don't Stop know you at me. all. <laughs> like they already told." Did you guys notice how often they said Hubie's name in the movie? Mm-mm. A lot. Hmm. Like, they introduced him several times, like the other birds did. They say his move- name a whole bunch. And I think it's because they realize 
Nobody gave a shit about him. So they have to keep reiterating it to remind you, like, eh? He's your protagonist. Because once Rocco showed up, I was like, oh, his story. I'm in. Take me away, Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have the same reaction when you were a kid and you saw it? Or did, were you, like, all about Rocco? Or, or were you following the story as it was Have you blocked that night to, out from to... your brain? So can I be completely honest? Mm-hmm. The only thing I remember about this movie is the part where they were almost eaten by sea lions. And I was like, man, sea lions are really scary. <laughs> that was my takeaway. That's the only memory that I have of that, that movie. I did not remember any of the songs, none of the plot. I wonder nothing. how hard his mom had to fight buying him a stuffed sea lion for Christmas right <laughs> <laughs> well, You know what, though? You know what? I guess, I guess we'll never know the impact that this movie's had on you. But you have not been eaten by a sea lion, have you? Yet. I haven't. <laughs> there you go. But I did have two of them as a child. You had two sea lions? <laughs> yeah. A, a mom sea lion and a, and a baby sea lion. Oh. Were well, they stuffed sea lions? Yeah. Did you, did you get them after you saw this movie? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because uh. <laughs> I was about to say, damn, if your mom really <laughs> buys. I just, I just thought, I was like, no, those are completely unrelated things. All right, childhood preserve. Well, we're not done with the movie yet. Come, <laughs> let's not make that statement. This is true. We still have to peel back a lot of layers. Why didn't they show us the penguins getting into the water once they jumped from the boat? Thank you. I had the exact same because the the moment of climax happened where like they they go around, they make the escape, and we. Presume that they jump into the water, but you don't actually see it. You don't see, the, not even the splash. They're just on the boat, they're in sort of diving pose, and then you see a shot of the water and the, the mast, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then all of a sudden they're they're away. Yeah, they're in New Zealand. Yeah. Or in, on an island outside of New Zealand. They somehow rigged up a, one of the rescue boats on the back of a cruise ship. Yeah, and that's because my man Rocco is mad crafty. Yeah, he's super resourceful. He is. Oh, but before they escape, that's when Hubie looks into the the magic pebble, and then he sees that his love uh, Marina is having a conversation with her friend. She's like, "Oh, I hope he's okay." And then Drake shows up on a yellow piece of ice, and he's like, "You better come marry me, because you know if you don't have anybody." Uh, to be paired off with by the time this arbitrary date comes around, then you get banished. I was like, so well, that's, that's intense. I was like, yeah. Kind of reminds me of that movie, The Lobster. And as someone who is single right now, I took that quite personally. <laughs> <laughs> Trey only has until the next full moon before we banish him. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you know Trey. You can always go out to the woods and listen to electronic music with your headphones on and dance by yourself. I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to go hang out with the other banished single penguins and we're going to just kind of have like a party. It's going to be like Boca all the time, 24-7. It's going to be great. Sorry for that derailment. I had to, <laughs> had to get that in there. You just had a moment. So yeah, Rocco and Hubie are in New Zealand. Or it's the, like the a island. little island right outside of yeah. New Zealand when they show the map. And then Hubie says, the ugh, it's like skin crawlingly creepy. I dream about her all the days and the nights. Just like, oh God, mm, it's disgusting. Maybe it's just because I'm the like anti-romance for the most part. Like sappy things and stuff like that. It's just to me. It's just it's just gross. Just 
just ugh. But that just seems creepy. I agree. Yeah. So we, uh, back in on New Zealand, that's when we learn um, Rocco's my um, motivation. He wants to fly desperately. Yes. He wants to soar like a bird, even though he's a penguin, and penguins do not fly. And then here comes one of many Hubie manipulations to get what he wants, because he doesn't know how to get back home, mm-hmm. but Rocco does know how. Rocco knows all the things. Yeah. yeah. He, know, he knows all the all the things. Yeah. He knows what Phoenix, Arizona is, and he knows about how humans go on vacation and it costs a lot of money. How does he know that? Sorry. He's on. worldly. He, he is. He's traveled. <laughs> yeah. But he tells him, oh, I have a friend who knows how to fly. Named Waldo. Mm-hmm. And that piques Rocco's interest instantly. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, really? Word? Where, well, 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 where is this friend? Where I, I, I must meet him. I, I have to... Well, of course he's back to... where I live. Oh, too bad you're not going to come with me. Well, wait, 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 wait. I, Maybe I, I spoke too quickly. Like, I can help you. You know, south is that way. I know the way. You just, you just have to take me and introduce me to the guy because I really want to learn how to fly. It's my oh, life's well, dream. I guess. It would complete me as a person. Well, Penguin. I, well, I guess you can tag along. Oh, can I? Can I really? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, let's go. It's in this direction. Rocco's the best. He is. And then we cut to um, Scar, sorry, Drake in his <laughs> lair with his bird hyenas. I mean, just birds. Definitely just Scar from the Lion King mm-hmm. scene. Uh-huh. Sure. And, but instead of being in a mam- or in an elephant graveyard, he is in one giant skull that's impossibly too big to be a creature that exists on Earth. I said it was a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know. That could be. We've never seen Yeti skulls. Mm-hmm. Yetis are real. It's one of those beings from Prometheus, you know. Oh. The, those proto-humans or whatever. But it was... It was <laughs> just gonna I just want to be included. <laughs> just blowing past that. Come on, guys. Y'all doing your talking? But this, this was definitely when I came to the conclusion that this movie could not, it couldn't find its own identity. It didn't have one. Mm. It was just stealing other other movies' identities. I have nothing to say to that except you are exactly right. There's no real reason for it to exist that I can I can find. Um, it was just like penguins are cute. Let's do it. Yeah, put hu- then... put human teeth in it. That won't be fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your design is okay but I'd like to see that penguin with a chest butt <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of chest butts <laughs> we get to have Draco's song Don't Make Me Laugh where he's talking to Marina in a very threatening and uncomfortable <laughs> way uh, this genuinely upset it's, me it's really bad it's because he basically threatens and manhandles her for eight minutes. Um, there's one no point. No doesn't mean no to him. Yeah. He, at one point, he like rears back his fist like he's about to hit her and then kind of does something else instead of that. I was like, what is this that I'm watching? This is awful. Here is a line. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> you would do best to beg. That's her tray on a level that, that 
And I can't begin to describe. Poor mother. I mean, I know the 90s were a wild time where people weren't really paying attention that much to what they were doing. At no point did Tim Curry or Martin Short or anybody else like read the script and I know, see right? the kind that, of character traits their characters That have. was my thing. Like, did you not read it? You don't give a shit? I mean, I know everybody needs a paycheck, but dang. It was brutal. And like Trey said, it did, it went on for a long time. Yes. There was a mid-song dance break, which was also very uncomfortable because she was being kind of tossed around. Right, and... but she was also dancing along, like doing the other moves, just like... Why are you making her a participant in this? <laughs> because he can. Mm. And at the end of the song, he like kind of twirls her away and she falls into the snow. And then her response is to like put her hands on her hips and be like, hmm, I didn't appreciate that. I was like, this is not the proper response. <laughs> it just isn't. Call the penguin police. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's messed up. It's a real low point for the movie. It is for this movie with not too. Many high points. <laughs> and the color changes a lot in that scene with the "No Means Yes" song. Yeah. In a way that's supposed to mean like, oh, see, he's bad," but they don't use bad guy colors. They use a lot of like pink and blues and purples. It's really just mudding up the message you're sending. Like, is he a bad guy? Are we? Should we not do this? Or are you saying like, well, I mean, sometimes. Uh, I think you're just judging it with a human lens. Uh, (laughs) Those are the colors that signal evil to penguins. (laughs) (laughs) But before the No Means Yes song, the Rocco and Hubie find a launch rock. It's like basically a rock in the shape of a a snow jump ramp thing. And Rocco's going to try to fly, and he does, and he fails. And then for some reason, they fight about it. Like, yeah. Like how unnecessary is this? And then Rocco's got his uh, totally fashionable scarf around Hubie's neck, and he's choking him to death. And then they start laughing. And, like, they both start laughing. It's just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, that attempted murder you just did to me. That's okay. Oh, he started doing that after Hubie told, admitted that he didn't know... Like, the Waldo person was not real. Oh, that's yeah. when he came clean about Waldo. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But then there are killer whales, and he's gonna, Hubie was gonna jump in, and Rocco was like, no, no, they'll eat you, and he saved him. Like, I just want to point out that killer whales have never killed any human in the wild. Just want to point that out. Fun fact. Let's call them orcas. <laughs> Blackfish people. Did you watch Blackfish? I did. So, what was your reaction to it? Horrified. Yeah. It's one of those ones where you're just like, oh, that's really sad. It is yeah. sad. Yeah. It's fucked up. Have you watched The Cove? About the dolphins? No. In Japan. Yeah. For me, the... Um... Dolphins are my favorite animal, so tread lightly. Okay. Oh, you might not want to watch it does... if, you, okay. if you really like dolphins The protagonist in the movie, in the documentary, he was a trainer for the TV show Flipper. Mm-hmm. And he describes in detail about when the original flipper killed itself because dolphins are one of the only other animals that will commit suicide. It like swam to the bottom of the pool and didn't come up. Yeah. 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 I'm really sorry, Trey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you know what? Just don't don't worry about the code. We're just fucking with all of Trey's childhood dreams. (laughs) 
<laughs> like space a lot of growth right now. We we have to br- we have to break you down to build you up, but okay. <laughs> nope, this is all good. This is, this is gold. So you're gonna be our Manchurian candidate. You won't remember any of this later. <laughs> good. But hopefully we can bring some healing to your poor mother. Oh. <laughs> uh... There's and a then, song. Oh, sorry. Then Marina has a song. Marina has a song. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, great. After her sexual assault from the monster penguin. Yeah. He's all yeah. roided up. I couldn't understand most of what she was saying. It was about, I think it was about she wanted Hubie to come back. And yep. That was the, the, the gist of it. She goes back to where they had their first and only interaction. And the three little birds are there. Yeah. They never left. The same birds. Uh, Quote from the kid. Wow, you were there the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) They had nowhere else to go. I think, Trey, wasn't it you pointed out, like, those are definitely not Arctic birds. (laughs) No. (laughs) They're just some, like, blue jays or something just hanging out. I was like, where did... They don't add anything to the story except that sometimes they roll their eyes. Or react positively to something that Hubie is saying. They have no plot purpose at all. It's weird. They're just it's totally out. unnecessary. Then Hubie and Rocco are walking along, and there's a hole, and they're so hungry, and they want to jump in and find fish, but it's a seal hole. And Hubie, yet again, just manipulates the shit out of Rocco into going in there first so he doesn't have to. Yeah. During this scene, am I completely wrong? You can totally correct me. I don't think there was any dialogue whatsoever or, or anything being said by any of the characters during this entire um, leopard seal scene. No. While they're underwater, None. there's just nothing. They nothing. were speaking in penguin sign language. Yeah. They, they used Is penguin. that true? Yeah. No, they, they, they yeah. were. Did I miss that? You must have because, wow. yeah, they were using penguin sign language. It was weird. Is it like they couldn't vocalize underwater because they respected not. the laws of physics that say like, you know, well, it's, I mean, sound can travel through water, but not in the same way as like, the, well, they can't breathe underwater air. Right. So they got a, they, they had like hand signals <laughs> worked out. I'm learning so much tonight. <laughs> Penguins, sorry, I need to take that down. Penguins cannot <laughs> breathe underwater. Thank well, you, Well, here's a fun fact as well. Seals are mammals. Mm-hmm. Why was the seal sleeping underwater? So certain cetaceans, which is the class of animal that dolphins and whales and all of them belong to, do sleep underwater. They just hold their, they can hold their breath for a really long time and slow their heart rate. I don't know if seals do that though. Um, almost certainly don't. Almost certainly don't as well. Because the seal seems a lot like a manatee. Even still, that was like a huge knowledge bomb you just dropped on us, bro. I really like dolphins. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that before. You should meet a fella named General Mixon. Oh, man. Um, Gen- okay. For real. Let's take a hard right in this podcast. Okay. Let's go Phil Barracks. General Mixon of the United States Army. He used to be the general of the Pacific Fleet. It's a true, actual person. Was motherfucking obsessed with dolphins. <laughs> we would have these base-wide speeches and stuff in every single one he would have he would find some way to make a metaphor using dolphins like you know all right troops we have to stick together be smart smart like the mighty dolphin <laughs> <laughs> seriously 
<laughs> he could say that and not just crack out. He's a general. Out. What are you going to do? If you crack a smile and you laugh at him in his face, that's it, bro. You're in trouble. Right. He's like But a, he was pretty cool, too. He is like a caricature. Sounds like it. He's like a caricature. I have heard other people tell stories where he would legit repel out of a helicopter, take off his helmet, start talking about how we need to come together like a pod of dolphins, <laughs> and then leave again. That is badass. Yeah. Right. It's like one of those moments where you probably be like, so did we drop ass? <laughs> No. Are we the subjects of some sort of medical experimentation? <laughs> so yeah, lots of people like dolphins. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm apparently in a really cool class of people. Yeah. And then Huey drops the fucking pebble again. Right in front of the uh... seal. Like just let him eat him. Just take him. He's got a hat and they wear scarves. And he's but like nobody's tying, got a pocket in anything. But he's like no. tying the pebble in the scarf. He successfully ties it in the scarf. They cut away to Rocco saving him. He lost the pebble again and is tying it in the scarf again when they cut back to Huey. Like, let the seal take him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted so bad. Because Rocco was doing all these uh, deft underwater maneuvers and like swooping around rocks and leading the seal away and like doing all these narrow escapes and then he picks up Hubie's dumb ass and is like bringing him along. He's really, he's super capable. Yeah. Way more capable than Hubie. Yeah. But and I've got a theory about that later. Well, don't worry because after that they have their own duet. <sighs> what, what have you been waiting for the whole time? Dad jokes. Let's put our differences on ice. He says that three times. It's not getting funnier. Goodness glaciers. <laughs> Let's try to remember that Martin Short is a comedian, an actual comedian. And he read this script and was like, yeah, hilarious, gold, boom, let's do it. Like the Jiminy Glick voice that he's stealing from, I'm going to call it stealing because this is a bastardization. Jiminy Glick is a hilarious character. Yeah. Yeah. But this crap is awful. Well, Jimmy Glick is a human. And it might help. <laughs> Hubie is a... Humanoid penguin. Yes. Who's also perhaps a sociopath. Well, yeah, yeah, because during the song, he holds his breath until his face turns blue to get Rocco to say that he likes him. That's, He's so manipulative. It's a good tactic to pass on to children. Yeah, no means yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't get your way, you can totally hit people. And manipulate your friends into doing what you want. Look where you can stutter in order to get your way. Exactly. Gold. Perfect. And wear a cape. Well, I mean, that last one. I have a chest butt. (laughs) (laughs) I am obsessed with that chest butt. Working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the color story of this movie just gets weirder from here. I noticed that because when the killer whales come back yes. and attack, like a pod of killer whales comes to attack them and the water is purple. Yeah. And then red. Yeah. But there's no blood. Yeah. They haven't attacked. They haven't bitten anyone. It's so weird. Also, the killer whales are gray instead of being black and white yeah. because all the evil things in this movie are this dull gray. Yeah. Hmm. It's so weird. And then Hubie escapes the killer whale. And for a moment, he thinks like, oh, Rocco's been eaten. And he's just like shocked. 
that his horrible manipulative ways have actually been detrimental to someone. Like, really? Oh, you know what? Because he drops the pebble, and so he goes to go get it, and he leaves Rocco to his own fate. And so mm-hmm. once he gets the pebble back, he's like, oh, yeah, I have someone else who's been looking out for me this entire... Oh, well, I got this pebble back, though, so... I'm kind of sad. Yeah. It's a it's the climax of the movie. I don't have time to to mourn this even though his his stylish neckerchief washes up and that's all that's apparently left of him. Are you barely seem sad like oh, sad? Is that how emotions work? I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, look at my pedal. So I have a theory about this. They had to get Rocco out of the way for this final fight because Rocco totally would have kicked Drake's ass and yeah. then Marine would have gone off with him. There it is. But because he's somewhere else, it's up to Hubie to rescue his beloved Marina because Drake is like taking Kid- her down a bunch of stairs. I don't know. His, kidnapping her, his, I guess. His layer kind of confuses me. and I'm, I'm, I was just trying not to think about it too hard. I was like, this is just happening. It's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> One positive really about is. this film. It's, it, what's the running time? Like 75 minutes? That's the yeah. same thought your mom had. Like, it's almost over. <laughs> it's almost over. It's almost over. <sighs> it's almost over. <laughs> Never before has an hour and 15 minutes felt like a full day. <laughs> Especially when Stray like ate all the snacks and she didn't have anything to distract herself with anymore. Like, oh my god, oh my god. So Hubie, like, he comes back and now he is totally motivated to save his woman and I guess he learns some moves from Rocco at some point. I don't know, because he's, he's doing some crowd Maga, like, flip kicks and things <laughs> Yeah, now. kicks him in the face a couple times. Yeah. And then he finally gives him a, a roundhouse kick to the face, and he falls off the off the ledge into the water. I was like, well... Again, you don't see the splash. Yeah. yeah. It's so anticlimactic. And then conveniently, that's when Rocco pops up with a new green neckerchief. That's not as... It doesn't complement his uh, tones as well. I'm sorry it doesn't. Damn you, Hubie. <laughs> Damn you. I mean, it's impressive that he just managed to come up with one right away out of nowhere. I'll, I'll give you that. But the purple just works so well. You yeah. always have a backup neckerchief. Come so on, Trey. You think the movie is over, but no. Drake pops back up again to try and pull Marina down to her death, I guess. I it's don't yeah, know. weird. He, like, he like picks he like her up on a giant a boulder. And yeah. she's yeah. on it. <clears throat> yeah. But I guess him shifting that one giant boulder causes his lair to fall down only on him yes and so he's dead i guess again so anticlimactic and the penguins are still alive and then rocco not only is he not dead he also has that stupid ass pebble (laughs) (laughs) and how are they saved from sudden death he flies Rocco flies by magic. Because he doesn't use his arms. Well, he's holding them, right? He's holding them, so he's just floating. He's just flying with the power of love and determination and friendship. (laughs) You know what it was? Mm -hmm. That new neckerchief. You know what? That was it. That was it. 
And he had the pebble. It was green like the pebble. It was green so like the, the pebble. So the meteorite pebble gave him the power of flight just like Meteor Man. Oh my yes. Robert Townsend, Whoa. full Whoa. circle. We are at level 47. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, the movie ends. The narrator pops back in for no reason and just like, and love was needed to save the day. And then you see that Marina and Hubie have like... Seven. Yeah, seven kids. Mm-hmm. But did you notice... That they that... could fly. Uh-huh. And Hubie could not fly. Uh-huh. And they were flying with Rocco. <laughs> yeah. Their real dad. <laughs> Rocco, Rocco, John Redcorn, the penguin. <laughs> really colorful eyebrows it's weird <laughs> he'd be so self-centered he never even registered it remember no. rachel it's not about the pebble it's about the penguin okay. and rocco knew that yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's what marina said when she got him back she's like this pebble's nice or whatever but it's about you and she was looking so at rocco all of it <laughs> was pointless yes hubie learned nothing Nothing. Marina learned nothing. Mm-mm. Except that Rocco is you know, a beautiful man. And Rocco learned how to fly. <laughs> Through the magic of that on the, pebble. On the wings of love. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another song that I don't remember any of the words to. <laughs> you know what? Your mom deserves to be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the end of... My days. <laughs> I hear that the Roman Catholic Church is considering making her a saint. So. I can't think of a better candidate. <laughs> she would look great on a candle. I tell you. <laughs> like, I know that Polar Bear King is bad, but at least there was more to laugh about. There's a lot that we complimented about Polar Bear King. There was the... The devil. It was, it was shot nice. The devil was amazing. Costume the design costume, was great. Yes. Yeah. But in this movie, it's just like, I mean, I guess it's got Tim Curry, which is ghoulish. That's all I got. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the question remains, is the pebble and the penguin a cash grab? Now, for your, for those of you who are just joining us or maybe haven't been paying attention, a Cash grab. is any form of art that is manufactured just for the money. You don't really care if it's artistically integrity. Artistically integrity. What? Hmm. Has artistic integrity? Those are the words I'm looking for. Has artistic integrity. So is this beautiful penguin movie a Cash grab. I'm going to go with, yeah. <laughs> yep. They're just, what art? It's so, you could just, even just the art art of the of the cartoon mm-hmm. is very poorly done. They have teeth. Yeah. yeah. Human teeth. It was yeah. a really bad um, design choice. The only little character I liked, and he was in it for like a minute, is the little bug in New Zealand. Oh, oh my god, yeah. so cute. He was cute. Definitely the inspiration for A Bug's Life. Or ants. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna be a little crazy. And I am going to designate this film 
a not boiler. If you say not boiler. It's a not boiler. Hear me out. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Now, that doesn't mean that this is... I'm sorry. I just glanced over at Trey's iPad. Is that a fucking pink pebble in the penguin stuffed animal? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Save your exhibit A's and, and through Z's for a second. Hear me out. I'm listening because I, I, I really want to hear this. I think that this film is a not boiler because I think if it was a... Cash grab. It would be a better movie. I think it's a really bad movie, like a really, really horribly put together movie, mm-hmm. like really bad. Just at every single turn, they made the wrong decision, right? Which might have something to do with the fact that this was the la- this was the nail in the coffin for um, for Don Bluth's production company, right? Like they filed bankruptcy after this. Yes, it it effectively killed their business. What I think happened was is that they just made a really, really awful movie. And I don't think I they don't made know, though. it. I don't know, though. I'm going to counter that real fast. Go ahead. So he made some pretty kick-ass movies before this. Yes. But this was probably one of the few movies of his that I know that isn't using voice actors. Secret of the Nymph, it's all like voice actors. Mm-hmm. He used actual actors with name recognition, Martin Short, Tim Curry, uh, Jim Belushi, not just some random nobodies, but... The who's who of 1995. You're telling me that this movie wasn't a desperate attempt to save his production company? No, I don't think so. I think if it was... Now, that's not to say, I don't think that from the outside that this is like... This was some amazing opus of... Like, it's like Luc Besson's Valerian and the City of a Thousand. Like, he's been... Like, like, it was Don Blue. I don't think this was Don Blue's vision for 20 years or anything like that. What I do think is that, you know, you look, you look at his career and you look at the choices that he made, and it seems, at least on paper, like he's this dude who just really wants to make stuff. And I think in this particular case, he had a terrible script, he had terrible people working on it with him or whatever, and just everything went wrong. And I think, I, I think know. if it if were it's... cash grab, it would have made some money, and it didn't. I don't know. If it's going to be the nail in the coffin kind of movie, you're going to make your Valerian. You're not going to make this. If it's the last thing you're going to do, mm-hmm. you know. If it's the last thing you're going to do, you make it. If you're Orson Welles, you make it Transformers. I mean, right, that doesn't movie. make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense if that's what you're doing. If it's your swan song, you're going out with at least, for you, the best thing you could have done. This isn't his best. No. no I agree with I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm just saying I don't think that it was a cash grab. I mean fair, but you're wrong. Okay, so um before I, I bring uh my my presentation, I have to ask <laughs> when you are listed as the director of a cartoon, what does that actually mean? Mm. Let's turn to the movie degree holder of our group, Josh. I think it means that you supervise all of the different teams because I mean it takes a lot of it takes a lot of like actual physical labor, like yeah. manpower to to put together a full length animated film. Plus, I know that Don Bluth, uh, his whole thing was always um, going back to the hand drawn style, right? So it means managing a bunch of teams of animators 
right? And then there's some people that work on backgrounds, some people that work on characters, and then just sort of, I don't know, overseeing What are the stuff. voice? Are you in charge of, like, the yeah. voice acting part? Yeah, you would, you would deal with all the actors and, yeah, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, so, since I've done this with the other uh, movies that I've been uh, so blessed to have been able to share with the two of you, I've, I've, I've brought some pictures of Pebble and the per- uh, Penguin merchandise. So I'm just going to pass this right here to you and uh, let you see if that's something that should be bought for a child or be placed on anyone's shelf. <laughs> this stuffed animal has plastic heads! Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, it's like oh a my nightmare. God. Can you imagine going to sleep with that Drake doll staring at you? Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Don't want to. <laughs> what kind of message are you sending a child if you buy him or her this Drake doll after they see <laughs> the no means yes music? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. And yeah, that exists. <laughs> Drake, now coming with, with accessories, like a bottle of chloroform. <laughs> so I know that this is a movie podcast, but I actually brought in a passage from a book that specifically had Whoa, a... we specifically said no reading on this podcast, and I'll be damned if you're going to read here. Some people just think they're better than other folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, j- just indulge me, if you will. So this is from the Animated Movie Guide by Jerry Beck. <clears throat> On Pebble and the Penguin. Considering the artistic and financial success of Disney's Beauty and the Beast, Don Bluth and Gary Goldman decided to cater to the dating crowd, wait for it, in addition to preschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> That is a weird sentence. Two birds, one stone. Oh, bada boom. I like to go on dates and have little kids around me. <laughs> yeah, you ever take a date to Chuck E. Cheese? It's amazing. It's great. They've got the best pizza pie and you got your country bear jamboree. <laughs> Everything's good. Okay. Like Beauty and the Beast, their love story included six musical numbers from a popular songwriter, Marilyn Manilow. And featured an egotistical, muscle-bound buffoon of a villain who wants to force the beauty to marry him. Unlike beauty, the the hero was a stuttering wimp, the songs didn't advance the plot, and the dialogue was incessant and superfluous. And the pacing was plotting and dull. Hmm. Bluth closed his penguins, apparently not trusting his animators to give their characters distinctive movements. Additionally, humans wearing penguin costumes were filmed and used as photostat no. references for the animators. Oh, they were! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when they animated the Lion King, they brought in actual lions. But yeah, bringing in penguins, that would be way too hard. It would have been a more interesting movie if it were if you would have just seen, seen the live-action versions of the people in the penguin suits. And oh my god, just, yes. And it would be just like some sort of like Tim and Eric fever dream of, you know. All I know is we need to see the documentary of the making of this movie. Oh, that would be amazing. I want it. I want it right now. One more paragraph because this will... Hmm. Penguin had story problems. We knew it. The crew knew it, Bluth admitted in his magazine, Toon Talk. 
Bluth tried to fix it, but when his Irish studio came under new ownership by Media Assets, a Chinese company, quote, the story and the film were now compromised. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> everything, was, everything was aces until that point. <laughs> Hence, neither of us stayed to complete the motion picture. The directors removed their names from Pebble and the uh, Penguin's credits and accepted an offer from 20th Century Fox's president, Bill Mechanic, to start a new animation studio in the United States. Bluth told his Irish crew, quote, I can't chew with someone else's mouth, end quote. Hmm. So. Well. Now we know the overall intent of this movie. Um, yeah, to make money. Mm-hmm. Cashing in on that Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> Damn. They actually pushed the movie back a year because they did not want to compete with The Lion King. Well, duh. So instead, they got to compete with, let's see, Pocahontas. Oh, damn. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, Jumanji, Uh Casper, Uh and Toy Story. (laughs) So even judging by that year's slate of popular children's films, this movie was, um, shall we say, lacking? They should have just put this on VHS and shipped it to Walmart. <laughs> they should have they should have held on to this movie until 2010 or 2012 when Food Fight came out so that they could have competed with that. Because, yeah, that's the level of... Yeah, burn on this movie! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I compared you to Food Fight! Alright, you know what? In light of... Well, first of all, I'm incredibly impressionable and spineless. Um, but in light of what you said, I'm mm-hmm. going to flip and say, like, okay, fine. It's a cash grab. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, how could you not think it was a cash grab? I just thought it was bad. Like, I don't think that Birdemic was a cash grab. I just think it was bad. No, there's a difference, though. Like, they. Birdemic is a guy who genuinely wanted to make a movie. He was saving the planet, Rachel. Well, I don't even think he was doing that. I think he just wanted to make a movie. I don't need a Ferrari. I got my Mustang. Or, sorry, she's my Ferrari. She's my hot Ferrari. She's my hot Ferrari. (laughs) Plus, my Mustang is a plug-in hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) He created a car that doesn't exist. (laughs) Hello, I'm Jerry Smith from Solar Solutions. God, let's go watch Bird Demic. <laughs> oh, man. What a great movie. What a great bird uh, bird movie. I mean, it's right up there with birds. You know, the second person that's, <laughs> that's listening to the cast is Tippi Hedren because she was on, from the birds, because she was on a TV in the background right before the sex scene. The sex, in quotations. She scene. can't, no. She is, you can't. She is billed, no. she is in the top uh-huh. billing. I, uh, Tippy Hedren. I won't do it. I won't. You can't do that. Especially right before a scene where all you can really think of is like, ugh, gross, go wash your feet. (laughs) (laughs) The bottom of her feet were straight up, they were black. I mean, Uh, I am also a person who enjoys walking around barefooted. Wash your damn feet. Yeah. So, uh, are there, are there any final thoughts about Pebble and the Penguin? Do you feel enriched at all, uh, for having seen this? I feel kind of ashamed that we should. That our kid was in the room. <laughs> and he saw it too. Well, to be fair, he's not paying attention well early on. <laughs> he did say on several occasions, like, why are you guys laughing? <laughs> <laughs> One day. There's nothing entertaining happening here. 
I don't know what movie you're watching. <laughs> that's exactly what he was thinking. Like, that's not funny. None of this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. None of it is funny or fun. This movie was at least 70% of Jim Belushi and um, Martin Short just going back and forth and like unfunny riffing. It was mm-hmm. so, so unfunny. Much of it sure. was like none of this is is charming or exuberant. It's all ugly. Why is there so much of it? Yeah. Even for as short as it was, it's just like all right, wrap it up now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still can't believe it was only seventy five minutes. Seventy five minutes, and it overstayed the crap out of its. <laughs> yeah, it did. <clears throat> yes, it did. Could cut out all of those songs. I don't need any of that. It just, it serves no purpose. What color is the moon? <laughs> is it blue? What, and do, then it kind of, it what is, do colors mean? What? It's really painful to, like, I really like Martin Short. Like, I think he's great. Me too. I love him. And to, you know. He's got a new Netflix special out with uh, Steve Martin. They're doing a showcase together. The Two Amigos. See, that encourages me. I think that's me. what it's called. Is, is it? it? <laughs> that was a guess. I really like that this movie did, has not ruined Martin Short for you forever, and you can still promote his current projects. That makes me feel really, really good. Well, I think it's because you can't see his face. It really helps. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. If you told me that was Michael J. Fox doing the voice, I'd be like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Everybody needs to make money sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, all I really came away from this movie, like what I came away with, is like... The fact that your mom didn't come into your room while you were sleeping <laughs> and place a pillow over your face <laughs> and hold it until you stop struggling to put you out of your misery <laughs> is just a testament to who she is as a mother. The fact that she only brings it up occasionally. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's right under the surface every minute. She's been carrying that weight. Yeah. For 20 plus years. Yeah. I want you to know yeah. anytime you say anything snarky or sassy to her or anything she deems snarky and sassy, the first thing that comes to her mind is like, why fucking took you that paper <laughs> movie? <laughs> You're right. I owe her a life debt. <laughs> you do. How are you going to pay this debt? I, I can't. Mean, yeah. I'm going to go to my grave I guess with just, it unresolved. I guess just buy her a couple of lions. Okay. <laughs> Put them in her front yard. <laughs> Are we be, good now, Ma? It'll be a statement piece for the neighbors. <laughs> Actually, if they patrol the house and keep the neighbors away, she might really like that. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. Let's say uh, Llewellyn. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, look at Llewellyn over there with her lines. <laughs> Think is she better? <laughs> it's because she is. Yeah. Pam. <laughs> All right. That is pretty fancy. Why don't you go back inside, Pam, before they eat another one of your kids? <laughs> this is why you don't get invited to barbecues and because you bring potato salad with raisins in it. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Any final words? Um, I'm just... It's just... I started this day thinking that no means no. And... <laughs> <laughs> But this children's music, or this children's movie to music has taught me something different. I'm all clouded now. Yeah. Drake, Drake just made me think about a lot, I guess. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's uh it's a really 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 terrible film i thought honestly that we were gonna watch it and because you know trey you said you loved it from from childhood that it was gonna be this weird thing because it would probably not be that bad and then we'd like have trouble talking about it and stuff because it it was kind of okay that's not the case Mm-mm. not the case this was a truly horrible film it's the same kind of garbage they still pick. They're still putting out any movie. There's so many kids' movies that just talk down Sherlock to their Gnomes? audience. Honestly, Sherlock Gnome is better than this. The Smurfs. I haven't seen any of those. Peter Rabbit. I kind of like Peter Rabbit. They made a new Peter Rabbit. Yeah. Blasphemy. With um, uh, what's his name? James Don- Corden and Don. Dahl Gleason. Uh, Dahl Gleason. Yes. He's in the Star Wars. Yeah, Hux. Hux is in the Peter Rabbit. And that Rose Byrne. Ginger Sycophant. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Wasn't he one of the Weasley brothers, too? I think he was. Sure. I mean, he had to be. He's British and he has red hair. He, yeah, I'm he pretty sure must he, have. I'm pretty sure he's Bill, their oldest brother. Sure. Who didn't get a lot of airtime. So, yeah. Pebble and the Penguin. That's a cash grab. Skip it. Skip this one. <laughs> Skip it. I'm pretty sure you actually. Can... This. I think this episode has served as a nice public service announcement. So we've saved you the trouble. So you never have to worry. If you ever come across this film, you know to just like pick it up and burn it immediately. You'll be doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Do any of you have any recommendations for something maybe cool or good that you've watched recently? Well, I've got two. Go for it. Yes, please. Uh, both of them. Both of them are on Netflix. One is called Wild Wild Country. It's about the it's about a cult that took up residence in Oregon in the eighties. Really, really well done. Um, shout out to you, Sheila. You may be a sociopath, but uh, you know, applaud a bad bitch when you see one. So, <laughs> recommendation two is the second season of Dear White People. Really, really improves upon the first. Um, I've watched it twice now. Just really good stuff in there. That's my plug. What you watching on Netflix? On YouTube, I've been watching Garth Marenghi episodes lately. So I'd like to recommend a show from, I think, the mid-2000s, the 2000 and aughts, um, called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It was on the BBC. It had six glorious episodes and starred... Um, Matt Berry, um, Richard Awade, uh, yeah. um, and Matt Holm, I think is his name. And all these characters in it, it's totally uh, weird and crazy and one of the funniest things ever. And it's so old that most everybody's probably heard of it. So my recommendation is meaningless. I have never heard of any of that. So it's new to me. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, one of the best things ever. Excellent. Well, I haven't really been watching a lot of the Netflix for here recently, but I have a request to the world at large. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there like the answer. You know, that crappy book that people are reading. I'm just gonna put it out there. The secret. So it'll cut the secret. Yeah, I and, thought you meant the secret. In the Simpsons, they call it the answer. Oh, um, uh, very. That's good stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to put this out there so hopefully it'll come back to me. Like, look, Roseanne got canceled. Shit happens when you're super racist on Twitter. And no no, no amount of Ambien can make you say that stuff. 
Um, Hot that, take. that being said, <laughs> that being said, now that it's gone, bring back what the people want and give us the goddamn finale to Girlfriends. Just get Kelsey Grammer, kidnap him, and force him to do it. <laughs> that's what the people want. Just put a 90-minute special. Yeah. Just wrap it up. Tracy what? Ellis Ross will come back. Jill Marie Payton. The others. What if one of those characters wakes up and then just walks to the to the bathroom and it's Patrick Duffy in the shower? And <laughs> 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 Kelsey Grammer's like, you wanted a finale. There you go. <laughs> Not so satisfied now, are you? That kind of ending takes on a very different tenor with this group of characters. Still entertaining. I'd watch it. <laughs> it was Patrick Duffy in a shower. Come on. That would be... Just a man, flesh and blood. That would be weird. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, yeah, that's what I'm putting out there. All right. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, let's man. manifest it. That's yeah. what the secret Make is it happen. all about. Let's, let's, yeah. let's kickstarter that bad boy and indie go pop. What's it called? What are the Kelsey kids? Grammer's got money. What I don't need to doing? pop anything. Just put your own money up for this. Rachel, if Zach Braff has taught me anything, is that rich people cannot afford to pay for their own stuff. He's a real dick, apparently. <laughs> Remember when he tried to hit that kid for touching his Porsche? Yep. No. There was an episode of uh, Punked. Do you remember Ashton Kutcher's show Punk? Oh, yeah. So yeah. they punked him. And it was a genuinely a child, like, fucking with his Porsche. But it wasn't his Porsche. Like, mm-hmm. they took his Porsche away. But it wasn't fucked with in such a way that was damaged. Yeah. And he really did. Got He got aggro as fuck, threatened to, like, beat this kid up. Like, it wasn't even funny. Wow. I'm pretty sure like, he grabbed his collar at one point. And that's uh, yeah. it's not a good look. Right. No. No. And yet when he begged for money, people still gave it to him to make his crappy movie that was horrible. Mm. But Kelsey Grammer's... What's the lesson there? I don't know. Not a good one. Okay. But Kelsey Grammer's, <laughs> he's got that like, you know, fuck you bitch money. He doesn't need us. Just make girlfriends. Do <laughs> and, it. And there will be so much ad money. He'll make his money back and I'll watch it. That will be a moment. Twitter will go crazy. Mm-hmm. We want it. The people have spoken. Yeah. Anyways, girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pebble and the Penguin, Trey, thanks for bringing your childhood and putting it up here on the altar of our Yeti mic. Thanks. I'm going to leave it there if that's fine with both of you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay. I mean, you can leave it here, but your mom never can. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is you better give her one hell of a birthday present this year. You're damn right. And if it isn't a lion seal stuffed animal, <laughs> then you have failed her yet again. I honestly thought you were going to say give her, give her one of those stuffed Drake dolls. Oh, oh my god, yes. And then she She'll can... curl up into a ball and just start muttering. <laughs> you can give her the doll and then she can take it out and let her lions destroy it. <laughs> and shove it in Pam's bitch ass face. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again and follow us on Twitter, Cashcraft Cinema, Facebook by the same name until I delete it because they won't stop stalking us. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.